Day 13 of the Red Letter Challenge, the beginning of forgiving. Repent and believe the good news, Mark 1.15. The first thing Jesus says to begin his ministry is, repent and believe the good news. Before Jesus serves, teaches, preaches, or heals, he first invites people to receive the grace he has won for all of them. And before we start to forgive others and begin serving, giving, and going, we need to understand the good news of Jesus Christ. I had a really rough week earlier this year. I was driving home with my kids and all of a sudden I saw the flashing lights from a motorcycle behind me. There are never cops in my neighborhood, so this was quite a shock. I pulled over and a cop asked for my license and registration. It was dark and late and I was hoping the cop would see my kids and realize that I needed to get home and get them in bed. But no, he gave me a speeding ticket and mentioned he took it down from 12 miles an hour above the speed limit to 10. I said thanks, but in my heart I was not grateful one bit. The next morning I was driving our other car to work and wouldn't you know it, I got pulled over again in my neighborhood by the same cop. I rolled down the window and he said, you again, and I said, good to see you again, officer. Apparently I didn't fully stop at a stop sign. He asked where I was rushing off to and what I was doing. I told him I was a pastor, and he said, you realize I gave you some grace yesterday, right? I said, yes, but in my heart I was thinking, officer, I don't think you understand what grace is. Grace is a free gift given to someone who doesn't deserve it, not a partial gift. He went back to his car, and I began praying. Please, God, not another ticket. I really don't want to tell my wife I got two tickets in less than 10 hours. Turns out my prayer was answered because I was given, I was not given two tickets, one for running a stop sign and one for not having an active registration. In a 10-hour period, I was given three tickets. I was really bummed. I reached out to one of my friends who was a lawyer. I told him I was guilty, but it was going to cost a lot of money, and I also didn't want all those points on my record. He said, give me the tickets and I'll take care of them. I asked him what I needed to do. He said, nothing, I'll take care of them for you. I didn't ask any questions, and I didn't quite understand the process. How are you going to wipe away my tickets when I know I was at fault? He encouraged me to stop asking questions and just give him the tickets. Two months later, the day of my court date, he told me it had all been taken care of. Not guilty, no fine, done. The officer didn't even show up. I was guilty, and yet I was pardoned. This is a picture of God's grace for us. We are all guilty. That includes you. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 3.10 that there is no one righteous, not even one. Sometimes we don't really believe that our sin is that big of a deal, but we have all sinned. On the other hand, others of us wallow in our mistakes and think we are beyond forgiveness. Yet no matter how serious, big, or awful your sin is, God's grace extends to cover it. God, who is our judge, says in spite of your faithlessness, He will be faithful. In spite of our addiction, Jesus came to set us free. In spite of the chaos and turmoil of our circumstances, He came to bring us peace. And like a judge, He has the power to overrule our objections. When our hearts object and say we can never be forgiven, God says, objection overruled, because the blood of His Son Jesus is powerful enough pure enough and strong enough to cover all your sins. We are guilty, and yet through Christ's grace, 
we are free. That freedom then influences the way we live the rest of our lives. Before we can forgive others, we first need to spend a couple of days realizing that we personally need Christ's forgiveness as much as anyone else. Thank you, Jesus, for the grace that you offer to us all. This story reminds me of the one that is outside the reach. <laughs> this story reminds me that no one is outside of the reach of Jesus Christ. Saul was an influential politician that approved of the murders of many Jesus followers. He would be the least likely of candidates to receive God's grace. But on the Damascus road, as Saul was on the way to persecute more Christians, Jesus caused him to go blind, and this conversion ensued. Acts chapter 9, verses 4 through 9 and 15 through 19. Paul fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. God then speaks to one of his prophets named Ananias who lived in Damascus. He tells him to go pray for Saul and to restore his sight. Ananias is confused because of all that he had heard about Saul. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. As we start our week of forgiveness, we want to follow Jesus' exact words, repent and believe in the gospel. To repent means that we are truly sorry and ready to turn away from our sin. As we repent and acknowledge that we are sinners, we also receive and believe the good news that Jesus Christ has grace for us. Repentance is not a one-time prayer. It is an everyday practice. If you are ready to repent and be forgiven, say this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, and I ask you for forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins, rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In your name, amen. If that was the first time you ever said that prayer, please let the leader of this challenge know. 